We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking league-wide, team-level, win totals, scoring, and how it relates to projections, play volume, and more on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin, one of the owners at Rotoviz. Happy to be with you as you listen to this, talking through some important inputs into the projections that I will be putting together, excuse me, over the next month or so. Uh, going forward, we're going to be trying to do three episodes a week. That might mean that uh, we do a number of episodes, maybe one episode each week where it's just going to be me. Maybe some weeks you might get an episode that is just Curtis, but there is some there. Are, I should say there are some topics that I think we can attack that will give you good information to consider as you start absorbing more information. Uh, we can do these in episodes where it is just me talking at you. Uh, but I think we'll have some more applicability, even if they're perhaps less entertaining than an episode where Curtis and I have a back and forth. So tonight's topic uh, relates to projections. The computer that I normally use to look at while I'm recording is tied up running like a million simulations right now. Um, so I'm not going to hit any of these sound effects because I have the mic as far away from the normal computer as I can get it. So I can look at another screen right now, thus moving me too far away from the soundboard to be able to hit any of the drops. So just pretend that one just happened. All right. When I am putting together projections or really when anybody is putting together projections and they are looking at a specific team, it would be important for them to have an expectation of how many plays that team is going to run. In my case, I am going to take a team like the Chicago Bears, for example. I am going to say, how many plays do I think that the Chicago Bears are going to run? How many of these plays are going to be passes? How many of these are going to be rushes? From there, I can chop things up and say, Fields is going to have X number of rushes, 
Khalil Herbert's going to have X number rushes. Foreman's going to have X number Roshan Johnson, et cetera. And then I can chop up those passing attempts, which wide receivers or tight ends or running backs are they going to? Then you have, for example, the number of catches or the targets that DJ Moore is going to have. And then you could project the efficiency for DJ Moore and start to build out a projection that way. And when you look at it through that lens, you can understand why play volume is so important. Uh, you know, even alternatively, if you were doing things from a different lens where you were just trying to give like a top level number for a team and then break it down, if you were assigning a team 30 passing touchdowns, well, you'd have to know that that team is passing enough that within a reasonable expectation, those 30 passing touchdowns could happen, right? Like you wouldn't want to, for a team that's going to have the lowest pass volume, project them you know, at a high passing touchdown total, unless you're expecting them to be extremely efficient. That's kind of the lens with which we jump into this episode. Um, I have not in the last couple of years gone back and kind of rebaselined myself on play volumes to see if there have been any changes. So what I did for this episode was I gathered some of the data that underlies the Rotoviz projection machine and I've bucketed teams by wins, and I spent some time looking at uh, some different play volume and scoring numbers that uh, would attach to those buckets. So, no surprise here, but as you would expect, the more a team wins, the more plays they tend to run. Um, teams that win are often moving the ball getting first downs, their offense is staying on the field longer. That's all pretty obvious. Now, an interesting thing here is going back to 2016, we've had just six teams with 14 wins. We've had one team that failed to win a game. Uh, it's a shame that Curtis isn't here because that was the 2017 Cleveland Browns. And I should mention that, uh, the numbers I'm going to be looking at here, I have normalized, or I should say just kind of adjusted so that for years prior to 2021, when there was only 16 games, I've taken the averages for each team up to them. So as if they played 17 games using their run rate. And there we go. Uh, you had two teams that won just one game, three teams that won just two. A uh, little fun thing to look at here in 2016, New England won 14. Baltimore won 14 in 2019. Buffalo did so in 2020. Kansas City in 2020. Philadelphia in 22. And the Chiefs again in 2022. So the teams that win nine or more games in that span average around 26 points per game. Teams that fall below their average around 19. And if I did something where I went like uh, three to five games, those teams are averaging around 19 points. And if you go 12 to 14, those teams are averaging around 28 points. But what does that look like when we put things into play volume? Well, where we see the largest difference, obviously, is going to be when you look at total plays. Um, teams with three to eight wins average around 990 plays. 
whereas teams with nine or more wins average around 1,050 plays. So that's a pretty big difference. We see teams winning four or fewer games at just 960. Now, where you see this most drastically here, as you might expect, is actually in the rushing totals, which goes into this whole argument that happens every year on Twitter when somebody puts out a stat showing that, you know, teams that run X number of times or when NFL teams have run X plays per game, their records have been much better than when they lose. Um, what you see here is like teams with eight or fewer wins, averaging 405 rushing attempts teams that are nine or more wins averaging four around 470. And of course we know that's because those teams have put them in a position where they can just run the clock out. Um, they don't need to be pushing things downfield with passing. We understand all of that. Uh, if you look at rush or excuse me, so that was rushing totals. If you look at passing totals, teams with eight or fewer wins averaging around 570, teams with nine or more averaging around 581. So you see fewer, uh, diff- you see less of a difference in the passing volume. Um, of winning teams and losing teams. Now, I should probably point out that the average is 576 across teams with all win records. So if you're looking again at that group with nine over, it's 581 and a half-ish versus 576. Not too big of a difference, and it's 576. And if you look at teams at eight or fewer games, it's at 570. So not a major divide there. Whereas if you compare it to the 440 average for rushing plays, uh, teams with winning records are around 468. So they're around uh, roughly 28 over, whereas teams at eight or less are at just 405. So we see a pretty bigger, or excuse me, we see a pretty big disparity there. So let's say that you were going to start putting together some projections and you're not focusing too much on teams, but you're going to use just projected uh, or maybe the Vegas win totals for teams. Um, What you would expect for teams with a play volume of around one, or excuse me, with a win total of around zero to three, you expect around 953 plays maybe around 564 passing attempts and around 393 rushing plays. So those teams that are really going to struggle, it's going to be around 400 rushing plays um, is largely where those teams kind of get capped. Uh, And then you're expecting maybe around 567 passing plays on average. So when you're hearing players get talked about, especially if you're, if you're hearing about um, running backs on teams that you think are going to have very low win totals, and uh, you hear about a player getting pegged with around like 300 or more carries, you'd have to realize that that puts them at a rushing share of around 75% which is a very high total. Those are kind of edge cases. 
Uh, even for your typical RB1 on a team to get around like 68, 70%, you don't really see that actually play out uh, all that often. Um, you know, you reserve that for the real elite backs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Continuing down, looking at rushing totals for teams with like four to six wins, you might get closer to 410. Uh, if you're going between seven and nine, you would be looking at somewhere around 440 rushes. Uh, and then from 10 wins on, you start to hit that 470 mark. So on a team that you expect to win a lot of games, like uh, the Chiefs this year or the Eagles, you get around 70 extra carries or so that you get to spread out amongst the running backs and the quarterbacks that rush on those teams. And I think that really underscores here why this is an important exercise to think about. Because even if you're not doing projections, when you hear people start talking about the numbers that a player could point could put up, uh, this should inform the lens that you're considering that through. Uh, so to run through the exercise a little bit more here, if we look at uh, passing, as I said, teams with uh, like four or fewer wins, 567 is the average, uh, five to eight. And sorry, I'm kind of changing the buckets here. Um, 573, then you do see a little bit of a difference. Nine to uh, 12, you're around like 583. And 13 to 14, you see actually 578. So the larger takeaway there is that passing totals um, aren't going to vary that much. Um, if you hear a number somewhere around 576, that seems reasonable. Now, of course, there's bands on there, right? Um, and actually... This might be a good exercise here. So if I look at total passing in my uh, my sheet here and we look at the standard deviation, uh, sum of total passing, 
what you'll find is that uh, there's a standard deviation of on average around like 62. So you really could see things going from like 500 to around six, maybe 35 and still be in that normal band of passing totals. Okay. Let's take a look now at touchdown totals, which might be uh, a little bit more fun. Now, touchdown totals, we're going to look at here. Um, why don't we look at total touchdowns, average total touchdowns? And you'll have to forgive me here because these numbers, I actually neglected setting these to a base of 17. Uh, but we'll just consider the averages across the buckets in comparison to others. So total touchdowns per game. Um, if you look at, okay, sorry. I'm actually going to flip this here. I apologize. All right, so we want... Touchdowns. All right, sorry. All right, yeah, let's look at just total touchdowns um, across a season on average uh, by buckets here. There's, there's a very drastic difference. So teams that are winning four or fewer games on average go put up around 32 touchdowns. So again, you hear about a player, you hear about a team, and the players on that team that you don't believe are going to win much more than four games, there really should only be somewhere between like 30 to 34 touchdowns to go around for that team. Things do get a little bit better if you're looking between maybe five or eight wins. You could see somewhere between 34 to maybe 42 touchdowns, averaging around 38 teams that win nine to 11 games since 2016 have averaged 45 touchdowns uh, with a band somewhere maybe between like 40 to 50 touchdowns and then teams going 12 or more wins are getting closer to 55 touchdowns per game. So if you're seeing um, a quarterback and a running back that are on the same team, that are putting up very high touchdown numbers. It should be a quarterback and a running back that are coming from a team that you expect is going to be one of the best in the league in that given year. Uh, if we break this down and we look at average rushing touchdowns, and I think that touchdowns are pretty critical impact or pretty have a pretty critical impact if you start putting together projections. And the reason for this is what you'll see is efficiency metrics uh, might not sway things as you would be inclined to think, because when you're projecting players heading into a year, it's hard to have um, assumptions that become drastically different or substantially different or even very different. Uh, for similar level players. So the touchdowns can be what makes or 
breaks uh, projection between 25 or 30 more points for player A than player B. So teams that have averaged, well, league-wide, average touchdowns rushing are around 15. Teams that put up four fewer wins average less than 11 rushing touchdowns a year. So that is something to keep in mind. Teams between five and eight average closer to 13. Uh, Teams between nine and 11 get to 16. And then 20, or excuse me, 12 to 14 are up around 18 and a half. So again, the number of touchdowns that a team is going to score rushing very much so tied to its win totals. And then finally, to put some numbers behind what you might see for passing touchdowns. And I guess the other thing I hadn't even mentioned too is I know we have some people out there uh, that would be looking to put down some some bets gambling. Um, I don't know exactly the type of bets you'd be looking to make, but I'm assuming some of them might relate to scoring or touchdown totals. It definitely want to make sure that you're thinking about these averages when you do that. So if we look at uh, passing touchdowns, the average team-wide number in the league is 25. But teams that win four or fewer games only average around 19, which again becomes important, makes it hard for a team that is not projected to to have a high win total to have one receiver with a very high touchdown rate Uh, or two wide receivers with pretty nice touchdown rates. Five to eight, those teams get to around 23. Um, Nine to 11, those teams get to around 27. And then beyond 12 wins, there's a huge jump. Those teams average around 35. Um, There have been 20 teams with 12 wins since 2016. Those teams put up nearly 34 touchdowns. Uh, 14 teams with 14 wins. Those teams have put up almost 37 passing touchdowns. So hopefully you've gleaned something from this. And I think that these numbers uh, you should have in the back of your mind as you start listening to people talk about projections getting into uh, the summer. As I've always said, I think that projections are more useful when you are doing them or you're scrutinizing them and how they could realistically arise, because what it helps you to do is get a better sense of potentially the risks and the upsides that a team or a player might have. Even if you're trying to build in conservatism into a projection, honestly, projections still end up being a a largely better than average scenario because many of the things that are going to go wrong in a given season for a player or a team are hard to bake into a projection process because in your projection process, you're trying to get a reasonable outcome. Um, But if you're adding in an integral player going down in week two and the dynamics that that might have shift in the offense, then it's hard for you to have a reasonable outcome. So some of it's the exercise of making your way through those various iterations. So rather quick episode here. 
Uh, but just a couple of disclaimers and some background information because we will be talking uh, about this stuff. One thing that I forgot to mention, since you might be curious, if you look at points allowed per game against wins, the correlation is much more weaker than points scored, at least since 2016. In fact, the average of uh, points allowed per game has been around 35. Um, you know what? Let me get back to you on that one. Um, and you should scratch what I just said. Um, Cause I think there's a couple of pieces of context. I got to confirm here and some of the numbers I'm looking at. Sorry. I'm rambling there to end things off, but if you've made it this far, I appreciate you listening. Curtis and I will be back with two other episodes this week, and we will see you then. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.